back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Well, Oregon State will be traveling to Berkeley Saturday, 7 o'clock game on the Pac-12 Network. 4-1 Beavers. Still in the top 25, coming off a, a nice win against Utah last Friday. I was there. I saw it. You saw it. There's been a lot of talk this week about Oregon State, and uh, Jonathan Smith is here to talk about it. We got us. How you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing solid, man. Curious to hear how. Uh, didn't you do the show Friday on, yeah. on site here? At, was right it, from the was it good, man? Good setup it, there for you. It, it, you. I like what you guys have done with the place. If you're asking, yeah. like, one. I have one beef though. In the press box, the windows are closed. You, I can't hear the crowd. I want them to open the windows, so I can oh, feel yeah. like I'm. I gotta feel like I'm at a stadium. You know what I mean? You were you were an assistant, you know, and you were at like Arizona State. Remember when you were in the box at Arizona State? Mm-hmm. How far away you feel and how quiet it is. It doesn't. You need to be at yep. a stadium. Yeah, it's kind of clinical in those press box cases. Well, as a coach, if you didn't have windows, I remember feeling the same thing up at UW. They had windows on the side, and sometimes you want them shut. You know, it gets so loud, but then you'd want to feel the energy of the crowd. And that's too bad you didn't get all the experience. Our crowd was rocking Friday night. I thought it was awesome. Uh, the place was jumping and 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 going. I got to tell you, I full confession. So I bought five tickets to the game, and my my wife and kids sat down in section 129. So I got to experience the game from the stadium. And you're right, it was loud. The kids were entertained. They loved the scoreboard and the lighting, and they they loved watching what was going on on the sideline. Uh, you guys are doing a good thing, and you're doing well on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's turned into a great home field advantage, and and it's fun. Our guys play confident, and you know, the, hopefully, the fan experience, quality of play on the field, yes, but everything now that the with the stadium being complete and the lights, scoreboard going, sound, we're still grinding through. Got the chainsaw going on third down. It makes for fun nights. All right, so uh, I got to ask you about the game of charades you were playing right off the get. Uh, you, you're milking the clock at the end of the game. I don't have a problem with that. I I think it was highly entertaining. You know, you came out and you said you were sorry. Did you really get complaints about it, or are you just kind of preemptively saying, ah, you know, that wasn't the best look for me? And there he goes. We got him. Can we get him back? We've been ha- we've been having issues with the phones today, and uh, Jonathan Smith will get him right back. They are getting him back. See, every time it happens when I ask like a tough question. Earlier in the show, I asked a tough question of Sean Hyken. Are the Blazers going to have some injury problems? You know, this rook. Boom, he's gone. Jonathan Smith, you're doing the charade thing, and. Uh, We'll get him right back on. He's calling back in. This one's on us. I, I think this is our issue if this is happening with more than one phone. So uh, let's get him booted up, and hopefully this will not happen again during the Jonathan Smith interview. I'm ready for him. Are we ready to put, we ready to put him on? Just put him on hold there, and I'll punch him right up. So uh, Jonathan Smith about to ask answer the burning question. So much anticipation for this. You know, I'm on like you know, I'm on uh, the edge of my seat now. No, are we actually milking this right now? Are we milking this moment? You know, <laughs> is there is there a little bit of us uh, 
milk in the moment, so to speak. So I got to know what's uh, what's happening here. So we will uh, we'll get Jonathan here. So it appears to me that somebody's having a conversation with him. Am I wrong there, Stephen? Somebody talking to him? Yeah, we're uh, we're on. I don't think we can quite reach him yet. We have called the number. Oh. I think we're maybe oh, okay. in the process of it. All right, we're in the process. Uh, all right, here. I think he is calling in himself. Let me ask here, Jonathan. Is that you? It is, man. I don't know what happened. My landline or something <laughs> must have well, kicked it. You know what I had to do right now? I was milking it for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, so to speak. Yeah, and that was like perfect timing, right? You're asking me about this, and then all of a sudden my phone goes out. That wasn't intentional, but even the. Uh, <laughs> I thought you hung up on me. No. All right. So was somebody? Was anybody really offended, or is that you just kind of being like, ah, it wasn't my best moment? Um, it sounded like that. Uh, yeah, there were a few offended complaints that come Goodness. come our way. And again, look, I, it wasn't a good look. I, it wasn't even the signal, <laughs> to be honest with you. And so, yeah, it's not. It, it, and this is the truth. It's I wish it wasn't become such a spectacle because there's such a great football game to talk about, and I feel like yeah. it took away from that. Yeah. Okay, but I still think that was a hell of a game of charades. You're good at it. And then I I grew up I you know I don't know if you know this about me but you know I was a 4H'er okay I've milked a cow and I noted that your thumb and forefinger action there suggests that you may have milked a cow in your life have you ever milked a cow I have never mi- milked a cow I'll be I'll be totally honest no <laughs> all right I just wanted to get that out of the way let's go back to football all right your team 21-7 defense was fantastic uh, it didn't seem to matter if they had a passer out there or a runner out there. You guys, Trent Bray's defense was able to neutralize Utah. How good did that feel? Yeah, it felt great, and you know we did play play well. I do think the crowd, the defense affected the passer. Uh, I do want to say I got a bunch of respect. Cam Rising is a really good player. Seeing seeing him on the field and street clothes kind of you know feel for the guy because you know there is some difference. There were some guys that were open. They threw a couple of inaccurate balls. Could have been make the game different and these games are tight but we played at a high level defensively physically one to contain the run game did that uh forced a you know some throw game that obviously went our way your quarterback play you got aiden childs into the game i liked it he yeah 23 yard pass the protection broke down on him a little bit later in that series i was i wanted to see more of him but will we see a little more of aiden you know is that going to be a regular thing where he works in or is that to be determined you know, we're still working through it. We do like the idea of getting that out, getting him out there. We wanted to put him in some, you know, when it's real, real quality football, not just late in the game when you have a lead. That's what we've done previously. And so that was planned out, yeah, and I, to get him in there. I did think he threw a strike on second down. Uh, protection did not help him out. Uh, but we just feel like the more opportunities we give him, that he can continue to you know, develop. He's got some talent. We're really confident in it. And so we'll just see how, how it goes moving forward. Again, this isn't a shot at DJ's uh, confidence anyway. It was, it was, I was so impressed with DJ. Was, we were talking to him in the middle of the week when we were thinking about doing this. And he started going talking about his true freshman year at Clemson, and they had Trevor Lawrence playing, and they did something similar to get him in the game as a true freshman because they felt like he was coming along. So it was awesome to hear that, hear that from DJ. And watching those two kind of work together at practice, communication, even during the game, DJ's there helping out Aiden when he's in a little bit, vice versa. So we feel good about the quarterback setup there, and, and we'll just see how we continue to play it out. 
I love on your first series, you ran kind of a little designed quarterback run. Looked like there was a little trap or something inside, and he cut back against the grain. It was just a nice a nice play from DJ. It softened the defense up a little bit. Are we going to see a little more DJ running, or is it case by case? It can be effective. Uh, you know, it's funny even talking. I remember it as a quarterback of, like, actually early in the game, jitters, it's not bad to kind of get hit or get you know some contact to run. I think DJ feels feels the same, so getting an early run call for him, I know he likes that. He's effective, and, and yeah, we definitely plan on calling, you know, I don't know about more, but continuing to call plays where he can use his legs. Yeah, I want to see him run 30 times, but, you know, three or four, not not a bad look. Silas Bolden, um, you know, he to me, he was the player of the game. He, he comes up with a couple of huge plays, and you need those especially when your defense is playing so well. What did he mean to you guys? No, he was definitely player of the game. He was lights out. I mean, yeah, everyone's talking about the fourth and one 50-yard run. I mean, yeah, he's fast. A lot of people could have done that. Even the the first drive of the game, okay, we go down and score. Well, it's third and ten. We throw a route underneath to Silas. He breaks a tackle, picks up the first down to extend that drive when we get points. And then, you know, third quarter, we're going a little up-tempo. He takes a quick out, makes the guy miss on the sideline, then makes a safety miss for another touchdown. Uh, we're, we're backed up. We're inside our own 10, third and eight. DJ throws a good ball, but it's a deep ball to Silas. He comes up, makes a big-time catch to get us out of bad field position. But he, he was, like I said, lights out, good player, and just hoping and continuing that he continues to do it. This game coming up against Cal, uh, defensively they've been good offensively they've struggled what do you see on film yeah i think on the offensive end they they've moved the ball a bunch i mean they're running a lot of plays they're yardage balance they could run the thing you know they really they should have beat auburn that multiple opportunities in the red zone couldn't finish the deal and that's that caught them a little bit in that one game because if you you know they're four and one if they handle business in the red zone so i think they've, they're potent offensively they can finish drives that really scary again you're right defensively sound, solid, make you earn it, physical. Uh, you know, Justin's been running that scheme for a long time. They do it at a high level. Yeah, when you encounter a guy like Justin, I mean, you, you've known him a long time. I, I want to say, you know, if you go back to maybe the first time you guys were on a field together, I mean, how many years ago are we talking? Yeah, what is that, 1998? Because he's playing for the Ducks, and I'm playing here, and we're on the field. He's a DB. I'm the quarterback. Um, played a couple of years there. We we got so many in similar circles. We've never coached together, but there's a lot of connections through mostly Chris Peterson and that that realm. And so the offense, defense. He's at USC when we were at UW and playing there. And then obviously the last, I guess this will be year six, playing you know him and that scheme. So there's a lot of history. They always seem to have a game or two every year where. They just play lights out on defense, and so you you, you kind of have to guard against that. But how how are you feeling? How are you prepping this week? How how is it different, maybe schematically, than maybe the Utah game was, or, or are there big differences? Well, the schemes a little different. Yeah, the, you know they'll play a little bit different fronts. Utah's pressures are a little bit different than what you know Justin Cal likes to do. Um, you know, obviously the personnel is different. Uh, they got some good, really good players in some different spots. Look at Cal and you know, the inside linebacker, Sermon's son. He's a good player, and they got some secondary coverage disguise that's really solid. So each week's a little bit different like that. But I'm with you. I mean, you watch Cal over the last few years. There's no question they don't pout down to anybody. They can play with anybody. They've had some tight wins against some really good teams. 
uh, they've got our full attention this weekend. I was really impressed with the way you guys came out of a loss. And you never, you know, obviously you want to win every game, but you came out of a loss and your guys showed up to play. Did you feel all week long leading into the Utah game that you had had good days of practice? It made sense to you, or how how hard is that when you know you go to a undefeated to a one loss team and now you got to regroup on a short week? Yeah, sometimes the short week might help you, so you don't sit there and dwell on the thing after a loss. I do think, especially on defense, they, these guys wanted to respond. I mean, it do, didn't play up to a standard of on that side of the ball in particular, especially in that first half against the two. So these guys are chomping to get back on the field, put in some work. I thought, I think, you know, the guys appreciated it. I felt like we were smart physically with them through the week. You know, we only went one day in shoulder pads leading up to Utah, knowing the game was going to be physical. So I felt like they had a chip on their shoulder. They were fresh, back at home with the crowd. They were excited to play. Uh, You know, I'm going to Berkeley. I'll be there for your game. It is, I think, a challenging place sometimes to play because there isn't a lot of crowd noise. I know on some games you start to prepare for crowd noise and you play music. You know, I'm told that you're not doing that this week. Is that to simulate that there won't be a loud crowd there, or what are you doing? Yeah, a little bit. You know, just to change the pace of the environment's going to feel a little bit different. Let them recognize, uh, and so we're trying to prep through the through the week for recognizing that. I will say, yeah, maybe the environment, there might be a few empty seats. The crowd noise isn't as loud. The student section maybe not as good as some of the other road games we're going to play at. But the team we're going to play and we're going to need to bring some serious energy and focus and physicality because um, that's who we're playing. Whatever environment we're in, we got to come out. Because I know Cal's going to be humming. It, they're similar, so similar to us. Well, we're one and one. They're one and one. They're just coming off a home win. We're doing the same. We, you know, they got a lot in front of them, too, and they have a lot to play for. And so we're going to have to play well down there. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I also think it's like, you know, if you work out every day and there's music in the gym and you know you're going to a gym that's not going to have any music, it is a different environment. And I don't think you mean any disrespect to Cal. And, you know, I think just like you guys, those guys are fighting for wins. Uh, I, I'm excited to see the game. Um, you know, do you have a key to the game as you look at it? I know, like, the pregame shows always talk about the key to the game today is, and they'll throw something out like their ability to run the ball. Or I mean, I always feel like, yeah, that's fundamental. Like, you want to run the ball. But in your mind, let's just say this. I hand you the stat sheet after the game. What is the first stat you look at? Right. Yeah, well, it's going to be red zone. Red zone touchdowns versus not for both sides. You know, they such a separator there. And, again, they talked about Cal, the ability to move the ball. Can we, you know, slow them down in the red zone, keep them out of the end zone, vice versa for us? It's a good defense. Are we going to be able to get down there and finish drives? I think that will separate this game. I also think about special teams. You know, a couple games previous against Cal, there's been some type of play separating where the punt block. We had a punt return touchdown last year that really helped us out. So uh, special teams, red zone would be big. All right, Jonathan Smith. Thank you. In my opinion, you had nothing to apologize for on the game of charades. You'd be a yeah. first-round draft pick. <laughs> yeah, you did feel like everyone kind of knew what I was trying to communicate. So. Yeah, I got it right away. I was like, "Oh, milk the clock." Um, yeah, but I get it. You know, like you don't want to, you don't want to go out of your way to offend anybody. But I just, uh, I give you, I'm giving you a pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. There's a right. lot there, you know, and you think about these signals and what you're doing on the sideline. I no way am I thinking about 
am I on camera right now? Right. Right? You're just in the heat of the moment. The crowd was still loud. We're up big and all that, and we're trying to get it communicated to to the officer. Anyhow, yep. Yeah, you should, you should have a reasonable expectation of privacy on the sideline as you're signaling in, you know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's 50,000 things going on in the stadium, and you're going, okay, the important thing is you're trying to tell your quarterback, hey, don't be in a hurry here. Yeah, when it was coming off of a penalty, there's a lot of mechanic to this thing. So it's first and ten, we're in the wrong formation. It calls for the wrong formation, back us up, it's first and fifteen. Well, then they wind the game clock. Oftentimes, they don't wind the game clock. So I want to make sure the offense was aware. Anyhow, so. Yeah, you got it done. All right, congrats on the win. I will see you in Berkeley. Awesome. Thanks, John. All right, there he is, Jonathan Smith. I had to ask. I actually thought he had milked a cow. I'm rather impressed that he still, if you look closely at the video, because I did, if you look closely at the video, he's actually doing what a farmer would do. You're kind of rolling the thumb over where, uh, you know, the teat would be. (laughs) You're rolling it out. It's like you're removing the toothpaste from the tube with one hand. You know, you can't just grab it and squeeze. Jonathan Smith doing a really good job. Plus, here's another thing. If you want to really talk about what he accomplished there, he's playing charades on the spot in front of 50,000 people. You know? Like, I think that was pretty impressive. Because he can't he's, he can't just yell out, milk the clock. Can't do that. He's trying to signal to his entire offense, like, don't be in a hurry here. I guess he could have pointed at his watch and said, like, slow down. That would have been fine. I can't believe he actually got a complaint. Like, somebody was offended by that? Who was offended by this? I want to know. If you were legitimately offended by Jonathan Smith's milk-the-clock gesture at Sat- or Friday night's game, you were up at 10 o'clock at night, and you went, Oh, good heavens, I can't believe what I just saw on my TV. Guy doing a milking gesture and that caused you to what pick up the phone and call oregon state and say i will never ever write a check to you again and i'm not coming to a game and my donations are drying up don't even get me started leave it here you got the bft